you know, I was thinking about something. So many of you tell me, and, uh, you, you know, I always hear this, if we get distracted in prayer. You know, um, you know, it's honestly something I've never worried too much about. And for this reason, I find them very helpful. They're revealing. If you've got a distraction, no, it tells you what you're getting hung up on. Maybe what's out of balance, what's out of kilter. I've often said this, God is in your distraction. In your distraction. Maybe you just got to seek him there. Seek him at the heart of it. I mean, God is even in a fantasy. You know, uh, if you take metaphysics, you'll learn mental being. If it's got being, it must have somehow its origin in God. Now, if it's sinful, you know, okay, this is telling me it's God in his love and his call away from it. But I've always been able to find God in that, and I offer it to you. Now, why on earth was I thinking about this? Well, I was distracted. I'm reading The Godfather right now. You ever hear that? You know, one of the greatest movies of all time, and if you haven't seen it, you, you owe it to yourself. Owe it to yourself. But it got me thinking about movies. As I was wondering, you know, what, where's this gospel present to us? You know, you think about some of the great ones. You're like, a movie like Titanic. Everybody trying to get to a lifeboat, maybe plucked out of the ocean to be saved. Have you ever, ever read the book or seen the movie Schindler's List? You know, your name on that list is life. <clears throat> you know, there's a classic line from The Godfather, and it's come into our culture, and it, and it shows up all the time. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Now, you don't want a mafiosi Don telling you that. But at the same point, God does the very same thing. An offer which you, in fact, can refuse, but you're a fool if you do. You know, to come and see. And I'm guessing that that's happened here, because look at you. You've done it. You're here, hoping. Hopefully believing, but in the Spirit. <clears throat> and knowing. Knowing this, you celebrated it a few weeks ago. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, born in Bethlehem, was truly divine. Came to earth. You might say it this way, you know, the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us. You could say it this way, too. God so loved the world, He sent His only Son, that they might not perish, that they might have eternal life. Now, all too often, the world didn't know Him, didn't recognize Him, didn't believe in Him. But of the ones who did, there is the power to become children of God. And it's being presented to you that reality in those words, come and you will see. Come and you will see. And that's certainly the heart of the matter if you've been baptized. Here's the chance to advance. Maybe even have it brought to perfection. You know, as we prayed, peace on us. The completion of God's kingdom in ourselves and in the world. Specifically, we said it this way, peace on our times. It's a timely prayer, too. You know, if you, 
do any reading about the state of the culture today and the way our politics is going, it, it's simple to say this, we're utterly divided. You know, politics for sure. <clears throat> Add to that racial tensions and class divisions, recent riots, you know, mob violence, mass killers, blood on the streets, blood in the abortion clinics, North Korea. You know, nobody knows what to do, and very few can even agree on what to do. The positions are often irreconcilable. There's just simply no middle ground in America right now. You know, not long ago I was looking at something that talked about this. It was you know, America's political feelings, and it basically said this. America's divided into two camps, and they don't like each other. Inimical, we might say. But they effectively, each one sees the nation's life and its politics as a zero-sum game, if you've ever heard that term. If one side wins, the other side has to lose. And increasingly, and this is where it starts getting very spooky and scary, each side is seeing it as life and death. Life and death. You know, we play, prayed for peace on us. It's how appropriate. You know, you're going to hear in the end, if you keep reading the Gospel of John, that Jesus is going to tell these two men, as well as Peter and the others, of course, who come, peace be with you. Peace be with you. We're going to say it ourselves. We'll hear it. And we know this much. That comes to us in two very huge parts. The Gospel of the Lord. The body of Christ. In those two things is the, the one thing that transcends every human difference. The church. The church. When everything else is splitting apart. Falling apart. We're in a sacred mystery. That's all you can say. And if you're in a sacred mystery, that somehow means that in the face of all the troubles of life and in the world, that you're in the midst of the death and the resurrection before Christ, glorified in the flesh, when he did, in fact, say to these men, peace be with you. And yet you're also there in the beginning, where we are now in the gospel, when Jesus was just starting to build everything into a new creation. Hardly anybody understood a bit of it. They barely had a clue. We found the Messiah. What a statement. And yet, there's John the Baptist saying, Behold the Lamb of God. He had to point him out. And that brings you to the heart of things. If the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, if it's true that God did in fact send His only Son, so we might have life, then it means this, God has found us. And for us right now, what that's being expressed as is this, I am the bread come down from heaven. Eucharist. You know, your understanding may be weak. Your comprehension may be lacking. <laughs> I'm guessing some of you squeak by in religion class with a C-. minus. This has not changed. Jesus has nonetheless given everyone here 
the invitation to communion with him that he gave these two. Come and see. It was the same sort of mystery that was unfolding in front of Samuel and Eli. You know, yes, we misunderstand. Sometimes we ignore it. We might even reject it. But what Eli was figuring out and discerning is absolutely true. This is God who speaks. This is God who opens himself before you to us. It's God going before us. You can almost hear the sanctus being sung. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. He's here. And of course, Samuel opened himself up to God. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. How fundamental it is. Samuel did it. The apostles did it. It's certainly the template for a discernment or your vocation. You know, I couldn't see anything better than Samuel to symbolize what a monk does. To symbolize that offering of yourself to God. It's the universal call to holiness. If you really want to see the height of it, look at the Blessed Mother. It reaches its perfection in Mary. She was open utterly and totally all the time. And if you do it, Christ dwells in you as well. Or as Paul says, you're joined to the Lord through the Spirit, even a temple of the Spirit, purchased at a great price. You know, the truth of the matter is this. People sink their own boats. They sink their own ships. All kinds of acts of destruction, self-destruction. We booze it up. We violate chastity. You know, sometimes people will admit to me that they don't think they're worth anything. They hate themselves. You know, they'll do physical harm to themselves. You know, with them, you know, sometimes we say, keep the sharp objects away. With them, you got to do that literally. You got to do that literally. And little do they know. Little do they know they've been purchased at a price. <clears throat> and what is the price? What was the cost? It's the value of Jesus Christ's precious blood. It's the value of his body risen from the tomb. And that brings you square to this. In the end, even in death, we're so precious to God that he insists on raising us up in our bodies. Let that direct everything. And at the very least, it tells you to give God your worship, your acceptance of his covenant, your membership in the covenant people, Christ's grace in your souls, the Holy Spirit within your bodies. And in that you're made one before God the Father. Through Jesus Christ, praise be.